Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our deluxe episode of the Venomar One Business Podcast. I'm your host, and we're going to do a read-along today. This read-along is the counterpart to our newest article on our online magazine called Future Tech Plus. Please log on to LinkedIn. You can download the app for your Android or your iPhone or your digital platform, any device that can download an app. When you go on LinkedIn, type in Venom R1 on the search bar. You'll find my page. You see my face and you see a beautiful black Lamborghini Aventador, which is my baby. When you go to my post and my activity, you'll see the latest article of Future Tech Plus, Get to the Gold. And today is... May 15th, 2023. So I will describe every picture that I have illustrated here for our article. And we're going to read together. You're going to hear this article in my own voice as I was intending for it to be heard by all of you. Um, trying to think. After this, I have another recording session. I released an album called Welcome to My Estate. Um, I'm trying to think. Something is slipping my mind. What is it? Um, well, it'll come back to me. I wanted to share with you guys that tomorrow I have an important meeting first thing in the morning. And what I'm going to do is have... Like uh, a very brief, you know, in the morning uh, meeting. And this is part of my preparation. Remember, all this is part of my research. So, without further ado, now that we got all of that out of the way, here we go. The title is Get to the Gold. You have a beautiful illustration of me placing... um, some gold bars in, in unison, right? And the underlined caption says, get to the gold. First, we have to know exactly where it is. I know exactly where the gold rush is. Do you? My music catalog is over 5,000 original songs. The clearances are close to $10,000 each. That places the catalog value at a minimum of $50 million U.S. dollars. More with the production fees that are negotiated in upfront payments and publishing rights and royalty payments. The law automatically grants 50% split between me and the producers. When I negotiate with production, my variable is only 5% to 10%. 60% for me, 40% for you. I own my masters and negotiate them to any publishing house or record label or distribution arm as I see it fit. These are all ballistic armor-piercing nuclear songs. They are all hypersonic. 
in our music business and the music industry, there exists no better examples than Prince, Michael Jackson, and now the free-for-all when it comes to catalogs being purchased left and right. The new player is hypnosis. Let's return to Michael's estate and Sony acquiring the rights to Prince's 35-album catalog lease. Now there's a beautiful image of the Bronx in the 1980s. There's a fire hydrant overlooking um, some burnt-down buildings. The fire hydrant is pouring the water, and there's some silver metallic paint. Uh, the pump is open, just spilling water all over the city. This is where I, I am from. My roots will forever stem from here. I owe it to all its people to secure the very best situation for my 5,000 plus song music catalog. It is less than two years old. It is all new, current, new music. Michael Jackson Estate nearing music catalog sale worth 800 to 900 million dollars exclusive by Jem Aswad, who is one of today's plus icons. The Michael Jackson estate is in the process of selling half of its interest in the legendary singer's music catalog in a deal in the 800 million to 900 million range. Three sources confirm to Variety. While details are unclear, Sources say that Sony and the possible financial partner are negotiating to acquire 50% of the estate's interest in Jackson's publishing, recorded music revenues, the MJ The Musical Broadway show, and the upcoming biopic Michael, and possibly more assets. The package would be the biggest deal to date in the still-booming music catalog market. A financial source tells Variety that Primary Wave Music already owns a stake in Jackson's publishing catalog, although the tales are unclear. Reps for the Jackson Estate, co-executors John Branca and John McLean, Sony, and Primary Wave declined Variety's multiple requests for comment. Sony has been involved in some of the biggest previous known catalog deals. It acquired Bruce Springsteen's publishing and recorded music catalogs for a combined price sources said was around $600 million. Sources say the company also paid $150 million to $200 million for Bob Dylan's rights to his recorded music catalog after seeing the legendary songwriter sell the rights to his publishing to Universal Music for nearly $400 million. Such blockbuster deals have become routine in recent years. The three core members of Genesis sold a catalog package to Concord for $300 million. But if the information is accurate, 
the Jackson deal is the biggest to date by far. Sources would not confirm the financial partner in the deal, and it remains unclear whether one is definitely involved. But likely suspects would include Elridge Industries, which partnered with Sony on the Springsteen catalog deal and also acquired the Killers pre-2020 publishing catalog and Shamrock, which recently partnered with Universal on a $200 million plus catalog acquisition from Dr. Dre and in 2020 acquired the rights to Taylor Swift's first six albums from a consortium led by Scooter Braun. Sony and its predecessor, CBS, were the sole home for Jackson's recorded music catalog for his entire solo career and the latter years of his career with the Jackson 5. The singer died in 2009 at the age of 50. The formidable entertainment interests of his estate have been handled with a firm hand by Branca, his longtime attorney and co-executor, John McLean. Jackson's recorded music catalog is one of the most lucrative in history. His 1982 thriller album alone is one of the two biggest sellers of all time and was the first album to be certified 30 times platinum. Although such figures have become muddled in the streaming age. In 2016, Sony Corporation reached a $750 million agreement with the estate to acquire the Jackson's estate 50% stake in their joint venture, Sony slash ATV Music Publishing, which they had formed in 1995. In 2018, Sony revealed in an earnings report that as part of its I'm sorry, that as part of its $2.3 billion acquisition of EMI Music Publishing, it had acquired the Jackson Estates 25.1% stake in that company for $287.5 million. At the end of that year's long process, which had begun six years earlier but was not cleared by the European Union until 2018, EMI and Sony ATV were fully owned by Sony, making it sole owner of the world's largest music publishing company. Major recent music back catalog deals. Table with six columns and ten rows, currently displaying rows one to ten. Acquirer, artist, date, stake, valuation, number of songs. Hypnosis, Justin Bieber, January 23, 100%, $200 million, 290 songs. Universal Music Group and Shamrock Holdings, Dr. Dre, January 2023, 
artist and writer royalties, $200 million for an undisclosed amount of records. Litmus Music, Keith Irvin, December 2022, 100% for an undisclosed amount of records. Primary Wave, Huey Lewis and the News, November 2022, 100% for $20 million undisclosed amount of records. Primary Wave, Joey Ramone, October 2022, Publishing Rights, $10 million undisclosed. Pop House Entertainment, Avisi, September 2022, 75% of recording and publishing's undisclosed amount of songs or figures, estimated to be nine figures. Concord Music Group, Phil Collins, slash Genesis, September 22, 100% of publishing rights, $300 million undisclosed. Influence Media Partners, Future, September 2022, Publishing Catalog, 2004 to 2020, Undisclosed Amount for an Undisclosed Amount of Records. 612 Reach Music Publishing, Chuck D., Public Enemy, September 2022, 50% copyright interest, 100% writer share, undisclosed amount for an undisclosed amount of records. And finally, 300 Harborview Equity Partners, Derek Wibley, Sum 41, August 22, 2022, 100% undisclosed amount for an undisclosed amount of records. For more data, visit Source VIP Plus Analysis. Note data as of February 8th, 2023. And I wrote, Please notice how each catalog was negotiated differently. The percentages, the actual elements, and the evaluations. Papa Bear is smarter than the average bear. I am excellent in business. I love numbers and the metadata. Notice how, for example, on the Phil Collins... All they did was negotiate the publishing rights. They didn't negotiate anything else but the publishing rights. Now there's a picture of the Bronx and what a typical day would look like for me walking home in the 80s from school. And in the underlying caption I wrote, How do I turn all of my pain into billions of dollars in potential? This is my life. On these 5,000 plus records. This is not a book that I wrote. This is my life. My art. My poetry. The Bronx was my only Rembrandt. Hypnosis is the current fireball. Let's all look deeper into what and who they actually are. They have been buying everything in sight. They are currently second only to the top three majors. This may be who I approach first, direct, business to business. Hypnosis Song Fund, article talk, view history, tools from Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia. Industry Music Publishing, IP Investments, founded in 2018 in London. Founder, Merck Mercuriades, headquarters in London. Key people, Mercuriades, founder and CEO, now Rogers, co-founder, 
Andrew Such, non-executive chair, revenue U.S. 168.3 million in 2022. Operating income U.S. 16.7 million, 2022. Net income U.S. 19.4 million in 2022. Website hiphopnosissongs.com. Hypnosis Song Fund is a British Guernsey registered music IP investment and song management company founded by Merck Mercuriadis and now Rogers in 2018. Focused on songs and associated musical intellectual property rights, it was founded on the premise that his songs are long-term predictable assets unaffected by economic cycles that will increase in value as the worldwide music streaming market grows. In addition to acquiring songs and songwriter catalogs, the company manages the playlist, cover, interpolation, and synchronization revenue of its IPs. Hypnosis Songs Fund has raised $1.52 billion to fund acquisitions since it was established in 2018. At the close of its full year as a publicly traded company, its catalog contained more than 5,000 songs. Of those, approximately 2,000 have been number one hits somewhere in the world, and 4,000 have reached the top 10. Five songs that are co-owned by HSF appeared in the top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 of the Decade chart. In July 2020, it was reported that the hypnosis music rights portfolio, consisting of approximately 13,300 songs, have been independently valued at more than $760 million. As of January 2021, Hypnosis owned or partially owned more than 57,000 songs. By December 2021, its catalog had grown to 65,000 songs worth $2.55 billion. Hypnosis Song Fund was listed on the main market of the London Stock Exchange in July 2018 and transferred to the premium segment of the main market in November 2019. It has been a, const a constituent of the FTSC 250 index since March 2020. We're going to move forward past this founding, but I have the actual entire catalog here. We're going to fast forward to um, its roster here. I mean, this roster is very uh, impressive. When you look at the article, you'll be able to see uh, for yourself. So moving along to the second segment, because this is a deluxe episode. Okay, then in the bottom I wrote, these are all of the key people in this company that I need to reach out to and connect. Whoever is chosen to represent me and my company needs to understand these metrics. I may have a meeting with a record label. In this case, I may need to sit with hypnosis. I may have to reach an agreement with Live Nation. This is not your standard business practice. Only a forward-thinking individual can fully grasp these new key concepts. I have an illustration of gold bars in order. The gold rush may be outside of California. Live Nation, Hypnosis, or Universal. I have to build the bridge to them. Hypnosis touts 24.7% gross revenue gain in its annual report. 
by Jeff Mayfield, another plus icon. Although Hypnosis Songs Fund was unusually quiet in the last six months of its fiscal year, the company that helped propel the value of music catalogs in recent years saw its value grow by nearly 5.5% and picked up a 24% gain in gross revenue, according to its just-issued annual report. The outside evaluator cited in the report, Barry Mosarki, partner at New York-based Mosarki Consulting, stakes London-based hypnosis value at $2.69 million in U.S. dollars, a gain of $140 million for the fiscal year that closed March 31st. That's despite taking a half a year off from its practically non-stop shopping spree, which over the years landed the assets of such composers and artists as Nile Rodgers, Barry Manilow, The Chainsmokers, Neil Young, Shakira, Stevie Nicks, and Lindsey Buckingham. The report reveals not just a 24% gain in gross revenue to $22.4 million, but a 9.5% improvement in the value of its portfolio to $2.7 billion. While its operative net asset value, NAV, came in at 1.8491 per share, above the predicted yield of 1.751, the operative value reflects a total return of 9.2% in the second half of hypnosis fiscal year and a 14.2% over the entire year. While its acquisition pace quieted in the second half of the year, the company still landed eight key assets during the fiscal year including Red Hot Chili Peppers, Christine McVie of Fleetwood Mac, Red Atkins, The Monsters and Strangers, Stephen and Jordan Johnson, Elliot Lurie, Hardans Wilson, and Kaiser Chefs. The company cites better-than-expected growth from strong streaming as a factor not only to its performance during the fiscal year, but names it and the recent confirmation of higher royalty rates from the United States Copyright Royalty Board as reasons for future optimism. The company manages more than 65,000 songs for or from more than 150 catalogs, from which the annual report cites such bragging rights as 67 of the 271 songs that have registered a billion plays at Spotify. 13 of YouTube's all-time most viewed videos, 3,854 number ones across global charts, and 156 Grammy-winning songs. Over the last four years, we have acquired an incomparable portfolio of some of the most successful and culturally important songs of all time, now valued at $2.7 billion, says founder and CEO Merck Mercury. Riatis. Among the statements he shares in the annual report, the unique strength of our catalog is demonstrated by the 9.9% increase in the operative NAV to 1.8491 per share. As reported by our independent portfolio valuer and the total NAV return of 14.2%. 
This is largely driven by our iconic songs outstripping the general market growth in streaming, particularly in the second half of 2021, providing validation for our investment strategy. Although Hypnosis Songs Fund took a pause from landing catalogs, the related Hypnosis Songs Capital, a private fund backed by investment firm Blackstone, has been on the prowl in picking up catalogs, including the Leonard Cohen estate in March and Justin Timberlake in May, says another statement from the report attributed to Mercuriatis in October 2021. The investment advisor was appointed to act for a second fund, Hypnosis Songs Capital, which invests funds managed by the global alternative investment manager, Blackstone. Additionally, Blackstone has taken an ownership stake in the investment advisor. We see this investment as a major vote of confidence for Hypnosis Song Fund, the asset class we have established and our investment strategy. Additionally, the investment that Blackstone has made has already enabled us to make considerable additional investments in the investment advisor's most important capabilities including data analysis, investment processes, song management, and communication. Hypnosis Song's fund shareholder will benefit directly from these upgraded capabilities. Aside from its relationship with Blackstone, Hypnosis Song's fund is advised by Singer Capital Markets, J.P. Morgan Casanova, and RBC Capital Markets. There's another picture of the Bronx and me basically walking home from school. And the bottom caption reads, destroy and rebuild. Like commercial real estate, the landscape of business has changed. I see nothing but opportunities. Not only is my catalog for sale, I can sell portions of it as a lease agreement for a limited time. This maintains my ownership and still makes it available to the masses. Me and my partnerships can split the cost. Hypnosis Song Fund interview with Merck Mercuriatis by Rory Palmer as of September 30th, 2021. What makes a particular song investable? Rory Palmer, editor of What Investments Spoke to Merck Mercuriatis, founder of the Hypnosis Songs Fund Investment Trust. Here is the transcript. Rory Palmer of What Investment? Taking an individual song, what is it and what do you look for? What are the secret ingredients of a song that makes it not only one that you take on, but something investable? Merck Mercuriatis of Hypnosis. Well, you know, first of all, the data will tell you I know immediately whether or not I love the songs. But there are two things that I'm looking for. One is the song has to have been extraordinarily successful in the first place. And the second is the songs have to be of great cultural importance. Those two things give you endurance, right? 
And one of the things that really makes songs an asset class is that the copyright protection is actually very strong. So you've got to rule of law protection that gives you 70 years after the death of the last co-composer. So we've paid an average of 15 times, just over 15 times for our catalog. But the average length of earnings in our catalog is 107 years. And that's 70 years after the death of the last co-composer, rule of law, is only worth talking about if you are going to buy something that can stand the test of time for that period, correct? You know there are other companies out there that are buying catalogs that we just don't believe will stand the test of time. But when you look at our catalog, from Neil Young to Shakira, to now Rogers and Schick, to the Eurythmics, to Timberland, whether it's Lindsey Buckingham and Christine McVie from Fleetwood Mac, those are extraordinarily successful songs, but equally of great cultural importance. Now I have a picture of the stock market calculator and some bar graphs. And the underlying captions I wrote, this is a business, business war. All warfare is based on deception. Hypnosis Songs Fund Limited, HSFL, was founded by veteran artist manager Merrick Mercuriades. HSFL is a Gurney registered investment company established to offer investors a pure play exposure to songs and associated musical intellectual property rights. The company has raised a total of $1.05 billion gross equity capital through its initial public offering on the London Stock Exchange on July 11, 2018, and subsequent issues in April 2019, August 2019, October 2019, July 2020, and September 2020. In September 2019, Hypnosis transferred its entire issue share capital to the premium listing segment of the official list of the FCA and to the London Stock Exchange premium segment of the main market, and in March 2020 became a constituent of the FTSC 250 index. The company has acquired a number of song catalogs since its IPO in 2018. Most recently, on November 13, 2020, Hypnosis Songs Fund acquired the catalog of funk legend Rick James including a 50% stake in James Publishing Catalog across both publisher and writer's share, as well as 50% stake in the artist's recorded music masters. In addition, Hypnosis acquired a 50% stake in James' neighboring rights income collected via SoundExchange. On November 2, 2020, Hypnosis confirmed that it acquired over 33,000 songs, cuts and songs from Cobar Music Copyrights, SARL, for a total consideration of $322.9 million. Prior to that, it was announced in October 2020 that L.A. Reid has sold 100% of the publishing interest and writer's share of income in his music catalog, comprising 162 songs to Hypnosis Songs Fund. On September 10th, Hypnosis announced the acquisition of Los Angeles-based Big Deal Music Group, 
bringing 4,400 copyrights into hypnosis, including cuts on hits by the likes of Shawn Mendes, Panic, At The Disco, and One Direction. The deal also saw hypnosis acquire big deal music groups, U.S.-based publishing administration business, words, and music. On September 8th, the U.K.-based company announced the appointment of respected music industry execs Ted Cockle and Amy Thompson. Cockle, the former head of Universal's biggest label in the UK, Virgin EMI, now EMI Records, was named president of Hypnosis Song Fund. Joining him was Amy Thompson, former manager of Swedish House Mafia and DJ Snake, and a marketing advisor to Kanye West, who was named chief catalog officer at Hypnosis. Elsewhere, Hypnosis has acquired stakes in song catalogs created by the likes of Giorgio Tuinfort, David Greta, Ted Geiger, Shawn Mendes, The Dream, Justin Bieber, Rihanna, Pooh Bear, Chris Brown, Justin Bieber, Ital Schur, Santana, Bernard Edwards, Schick, Tricky Stewart, Rihanna Beyonce, TMS, Jess Glein, Little Mix, The Chainsmokers, and Benny Blanco. Hypnosis also has bought uprights to number one songs such as Yeah by Usher, Check On It by Beyonce, We Belong Together by Mariah Carey, and Be Without You by Mary J. Blige, and snapped up a music catalog from American songwriter, producer, and singer Brittany Hazard, a.k.a. Stara. Let's check our counter real quick. Okay, we're still in pretty good time. All right. Now I have an illustration here of Justin Bieber. It says, Hypnosis Songs Capital acquires Justin Bieber's music catalog for $200 million. And in the underlying caption, I wrote, Need I say more, Shakira? I see a pattern here. These artists have cut the time of selling their catalogs by half. They are not waiting 25 years or more. It's closer to 2 to 5 years. On average, it's closer to 6 to 8.5 years maximum. I beat them all by having a bigger catalog and keeping my eye on the gold, not the media, press, yeah, yeah. Justin Bieber sells music rights to hypnosis songs for $200 million plus by Jem Aswad, plus icon of the day. As expected, Justin Bieber has sold his music rights to Blackstone back hypnosis songs capital for north of $200 million. The company has announced News of the impending deal, which had been rumored for weeks, was widely reported last month. The deal includes Bieber's shares of his publishing and recorded music catalog. Bieber's interest in his publishing copyrights, including the writer's share of performance, master recordings, and neighboring rights for his entire back catalog, comprising over 290 titles released before December 31st, 2021. Sources tell Variety that Bieber's songs will continue to be administered by Universal Music, the singer's longtime home. His master recordings will continue to be owned by UMG in perpetuity. The acquisition has been made on behalf of Hypnosis Songs Capital, a partnership between Hypnosis Song Management and funds managed by Blackstone. Bieber was represented by Scooter Braun at Hybe America, David Bono at NKSFB, Aaron Rosenberg, and Audrey 
the knowledge at Maimon Greenspan Fox, Rosenberg, Mabasser, Younger and Light LLP, and Michael Rhodes at Cooley. Braun, CEO of Hive America and Bieber's manager of 15 years, said, I want to thank Merck and his entire hypnosis team and all of our partners involved for working so hard to make this historical deal happen. When Justin made the decision to make a catalog deal, we quickly found the best partner to preserve and grow this amazing legacy was Merck and Hypnosis. For 15 years, I have been grateful to witness this journey, and today I am happy for all of those involved. Justin's greatness is just the beginning. Merck Mercuriades, founder and CEO of Hypnosis Song Management, said the impact of Justin Bieber on global culture over the last 14 years has truly been remarkable. This acquisition ranks amongst the biggest deals ever made for an artist under the age of 70. Such is the power of this incredible catalog that has almost 82 million monthly listeners and over 30 billion streams on Spotify alone. Scooter Braun has helped him build a magnificent catalog and it's a pleasure to welcome Justin and his incredible songs and recordings to the Hypnosis family. Hypnosis Songs Capital was represented by William Lebowitz at William R. Lebowitz Law Group, Seth Traxler and Rory Welliver at Kirkland and Ellis LLP, and Robert Fowler and Lisa Ong at H.W. Fisher. The news arrives during a quiet time for the singer, just weeks after he postponed the remaining dates in his Justice Tour until an unspecified time next year. The tour, which was originally scheduled to launch in 2020, has been postponed or delayed several times, initially due to the pandemic, but most recently following his bout with Ramsey Hunt Syndrome, a rare virus that, in his case, caused facial paralysis. It finally launched in March and covered most of North America, but he postponed the remaining dates early in June after announcing his difficulties with the disease. It also comes amid a general cooling off of the formerly red-hot catalog market, which has become less attractive as asking prices have soared and interest rates and capital gains taxes have risen. Bieber's catalog, while containing shares of his multiple hits over the past 15-odd years, is also less of a proven quantity than more seasoned catalogs such as Genesis and Phil Collins whose catalogs were sold for a reported $300 million earlier this year. However, some companies, particularly Hypnosis, have embraced newer catalogs. According to the journal, the Beaver deal would be the largest music rights acquisition for Hypnosis to date. Earlier this year, the company acquired the song's catalog rights of Justin Timberlake's, whose works are a few years older than Beaver's and a deal reported to be worth just over $100 million. While Beaver's share of hits like Sorry, Love Yourself, and even older tracks like Baby is set to be relatively small, there are still massive global hits that for many define an era. Conversely, Hypnosis also acquired the catalog of legendary singer-songwriter Leonard Cohen, which includes many classes that are more than 50 years old. I have an illustration here of a scale. What really 
is the business of music. It's all about the music catalogs. Surprise, Dorothy. This is the full realization or the eureka moment I had as a child. Okay? And I wrote, Master P, whenever interviewed, would disclose the masters. The masters this, the masters that. I own my masters. I have to own my masters. I admire that from day one. On the surface, what seemed most important was distribution through priority and the 85%-15% split. Master P owns 85% of everything. Then enter Miss Wendy Dane and the reign of Cash Money Records. Same deal, but now on steroids. The main difference being the $32 million advance on future royalties. This was based on the ownership of the actual catalogs. None of this would have been possible without it. I get it. I need to own my masters. I need to own my full catalog. Or I am in the wrong business. There is no other way. I started with Prince and Michael Jackson. I was born from the ATV catalog. ATV started with only 4,000 records and grew to over 3 million. I learned from Master P and Cash Money Records. I saw the best in Rockefeller, Murder Inc. Records, Rough Riders, No Limit, Death Row, and Interscope Records. I was born here. This is where I come from. This independence is all I know. You created me. This is why music is so powerful. Good art never dies. Michael Jackson. Now I have a picture of Shakira. She sold her catalog like many others. Artists from previous eras. As well as new wave. All opted for the big cash out. This has become the normal of today. Where even overseas artists are now just selling off their music prematurely. Although I personally disagree, I completely understand. I face that same question on a regular basis. Why not just accept the slavery deal? Why not just laugh now and cry later? Simple. I know my exact value and worth. I have zero to gain by just being another artist to sell his or her art short. I would never compromise because I don't have to. I can buy my own Lamborghini and I can afford my own Rolex. I don't need 12 of them. I can invest in all real estate properties that I choose. I can invest in the free and open market, and I am not limited. I can open and develop franchises in any business or industry. I can save and even build massive credit, then acquire loans to continue to expand on my business portfolio. On top of all of that, I can create and sell my own merchandise products and services. I am also free to secure all of my own endorsements. I am also able to secure strategic partnerships with any other entities, corporations, etc. without the politics of a conventional record label or their individual interests. I can license my own records and sync deals with whomever I choose, for example, to any television, cable, streaming, or old-fashioned radio. That's not to exclude online through websites, search engines, and the like. 
I can write books, video games, and films, series, and documentaries. I'm not limited by anything or anyone. Independence is all I know, and the only language I speak. Today is a new day. All of my art is artistically available to produce for my portfolio, yielding dividends and massive profits for my estate. My retirement is solid. Picture of Justin Bieber. Stress will kill you faster than a bullet. Signs of stress can be measured within months, not decades. I like to smile for the rest of my life without the worries that so many artists deal with. No health care, no retirement funding, nothing from the labels or anyone else for that matter. My aim is to see things for how they are, not how you want me to see them. I have to be firm, but I'm also fair. This is a business. My music details my life and, it's, and it is my inner essence. Those records came from years of torment and sacrifice. I am strong enough to dive that deep inside of my records, all in the hopes to be able to inspire my audience to always know that dreams come true. I am living proof. I never knew that the neglect of the music industry would make me stronger than ever before. I never knew that the failure to acknowledge my talents and skills would push me to work a million times harder than everyone else or anyone else. My work ethics comes directly from Michael Jackson and Prince. There is no other standard for me. I have a picture of the dollar bill in the front of a presentation in a business meeting. And I wrote, wealthy people only talk about money, assets appreciating value, and portfolios expanding. What do you expect me to focus on? This is why they are successful. Their focus remains on the gold. Do not break the golden rule. So, here we are again, right back where we started. The golden rule is simple. Keep your eyes on the gold at all times. This is business. Ask BlackRock or Blackstone. What more is there to say? Zero. Let's talk business. I have a half 5,000 available for negotiations today. Hold on, before I close. Okay, we still got time. All right, <laughs> cool. Sorry, just had to make sure. Okay. Let me read that last article. Wealthy people only talk about money. Assets appreciate in value and portfolios expanded. What do you expect me to focus on? This is why they are successful. The focus remains on the gold. Do not break the golden rule. So here we are again, right back where we started. The golden rule is simple. Keep your eyes on the gold at all times. This is business. Ask BlackRock or Blackstone. What more is there to say? Zero. Let's talk business. I have a half 5,000 available for negotiations today. Universal, Warner, and Sony are the last companies on my mind. Now, Live Nation, Hypnosis, that is closer to the goal. I already own everything. I can seek out venture capital for all of the clearances and releases and share the profits with them by basis points instead of ownership. These would be considered owner finance terms where my catalog is collateral. For a limited amount of time, once the catalog is on the racetrack, we will engage the autopilot systems, my own autonomous systems called RadarPlex. My own vision for my own catalog, more is coming. Each and every day my catalog grows. LeBron James knew his worth on day one like Kevin Garnett and Kobe Bryant. 
I just happen to be the greatest of all time, a living legend, and your friendly neighborhood, Venom, R1. Thank you all. God bless. So, this is all pretty, pretty cool, man. Uh, I want to thank you guys for sharing this uh, this read-through with me. That way you could kind of hear it in my own words and understand where I'm coming from because, you know, for example, tomorrow I have a very important meeting first thing in the morning. And this is one of those things where, like, you know, in a sense, I have no choice really but to to say it like it is. You know what I mean? So I leave you all with that. Thank you so much for your time. And we'll see you on the next one. May you conquer everything in your path today. And may everything that you touch turn into solid gold. Always remember to dream big because dreams come true. It happened to me and I know for a fact it's going to happen to you. We'll see you on the next one, okay? God bless.